Touch with iOS, episode number 20, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, Melissa Davis, and joining me as always is David Ginsberg. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. How are you? Glad to be here. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was actually, uh, since getting back from vacation, it's uh, very busy at work. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on and it's a new year. Hit the year ground running. And, oh yeah, it's uh, a lot of a lot of things going on this year. So it's going to be a very busy year, I think. But that's a good thing. Keeps us out of trouble. Uh, well, but, speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Apple continues to have a lot of things to talk about out there. It's always a great topic, and, and iOS is no no different than any other topics out there. So, Well, this podcast is going to become very important for a lot of people, I, I can tell. There's just there's a lot going on, and we'll, we'll yeah. dig right into it. So let's, let's first start talking about we kind of have main, two main topics this time around. And the first one, and this is kind of an ongoing topic. We'll just, we'll always talk about this because it's essential to our subject matter. And that is about podcast apps. And when I say podcast apps, I'm meaning podcast consumption apps. Mm -hmm. And this is, um, you know, a little bit selfish in a way. I'm actually going to be giving a, you know, a little informal presentation next month at my local mug. You, you're the president of your, your mug and I'm a member of my mug finally. (laughs) Um, And so I'm trying to cut my teeth and, you know, get, give some presentations and stuff. So one of the, uh, one of the, the things that people want to know about is, is what are podcasts and, you know, we're, we're doing one right now, but you know, people won't hear it unless they know what it is and, and how to get at it. So we thought we'd talk about some different podcasting consumption apps, apps that, you know, not to make a podcast, but to listen to a podcast. And one of these days, if, if I, if I get the time, you know, you know how it is with me in time. I yeah. would love to sit down and, you know, make some tutorial videos and, you know, because it's one thing to get people to listen to it, but it's like putting the, the cart before the horse, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they have to see how to do it and, you know, hold their hand. And I'm always thinking about this because, you know, I work with senior citizens, this, you know, silver surfer set. <laughs> and uh, they'll they'll ask me about it. What is it? You know, how do I how do I get to it? And a couple of them have surprised me that they they know what Serial is. Did you listen to the Serial podcast? I've listened to bits and pieces of it. I don't don't remember. It's been a while. It didn't hook you, huh? No, it didn't. I did try. I'll tell you, there was two seasons. The first season hooked me, but the second season, not so much. Yeah, I mean, it's like This American Life. You have to either you like Uh it or you don't. Yeah, it's either going to get you or it's not. It kind of it's a genre. It's you know it's a crime mystery. It's like a whodunit kind of a thing, right. but it's real life. I mean, it's it's a it's a nonfiction. It's based on something that actually happened. Um, and then the same thing also with S Town. And this is a family friendly podcast, so I can't tell you what that actually means, but most people know it. And if you look up S Town, you'll figure it out. Uh, that was a fantastic oh, yeah. I podcast. I just did you back did searching. you listen to it? Again, bits and pieces. It didn't it didn't didn't hook me yeah. either. Um, but yeah. people were saying all kinds of stuff about it. I remember that was, uh, yeah, last episode on S-Town was uh, back in March of 2017. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was the thing. It was like the podcast of last year. It was like the thing that, you know, in, in our circles, our social circles of people that we kind of congregate with, people are talking right. about, oh, you know, it's the podcast movement and this is what's going to put podcasting on the map. And it, you know, ser- like Serial did. I mean, it made people that are in their 80s talking about podcasts that, oh, have you heard of the Serial podcast? And you just kind of look at them like, wait, first of all, you know what a podcast is? <laughs> Second of all, you've listened to this whole, you know, this whole season of, of these episodes. And I mean, it's it's kind of like a bit of a, an audio soap opera, right. if you will. Um, again, these, you know, things are based on true stories. Some of them are not. Some of them are fictional. Like I said, uh, Serial and S-Town, those are based on true stories, true life. And that's what makes them so compelling. It's like, wow, right. this actually happened. With okay. S-Town, uh, I was thinking like as I was listening to it, I was getting so excited. It was it it, it puts you on a roller coaster of emotions because it's a very sad story. Because right. I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone, but it's a you know it's dramatic and it's about someone's life and things that happened in their life. And uh, as I was listening to it, I remember thinking to myself. I need a support group for this. Yeah. Like I need someone else that I can talk to about this. This is so good. 
And then as it was catching on, finally, there was a Facebook group that was created. And so finally, my support group arrived and people could go in there and share their stories about the the main person that it was about and that sort of thing. So that was that was really great. And I, I really hope that I, I look forward to as, as we start this new year, maybe there'll be something new. Like, what's it going to be? I wonder what it's going to be. You know, what's going to be like the big story, you know, that's going to happen. So right. it'll be nice. And then it was this this podcast, but you know <laughs> we're not as juicy. Oh, and then yeah, as I was I was right. This serial was a was by the producers a spun off of uh, This American Life, which is actually produced in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, it's a lot, it, there's a lot. There's millions of uh, people listening to that podcast all by itself, and uh, it's very popular. So um, yeah, that's that's what that's what's great about podcasting and podcasts. There's just so much. I mean, there's. I mean, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and a lot of the mainstream media is even just is getting in on the act. I mean, it took them a long time to finally realize how, how, um, how popular they really are. Yeah. We better put out like a podcast feed just to, to catch those, you know, yeah. catch that audience and like NPR does it. And I think it's fantastic because then I can listen to it whenever I want. I'm not one of those people. I mean, you know, I'm a busy mom. I just, you right. know, said I'm how busy I am. I like to be able to time travel. I, I like to be able to listen at my leisure, you know, be able to pause it and, you know, deal with interruptions and stuff and rewind it when I zone out. So that's what I really love about being able to listen to that kind of stuff. Um, do you want to dive into some apps or, you yeah. know, I guess one of my big questions is out of the apps, you have a, a list of apps here. Um, one of the things that I've been serving people about, like I said, I'm going to be doing a presentation on some kind of gathering right. research and I'm trying to learn, you know, what is it for the non techie person, for the person who maybe hasn't yet discovered us? How do we get them? How do we get them to, to get to us? How do they get, how do we get our, knowledge into their brains, so to speak, because we have a lot of knowledge and a lot of stuff that we want to share. We really want people to become in touch with iOS. We want them to learn how to use their devices and how to interact with the operating system so that it becomes this thing that, and we're going to talk about this later, that they're not addicted to, that they can just pick up, get what they need out of it and put it down again, you know? Um, How do we get there? So, what are some of the apps that you've discovered that help people discover podcasts? You know, there's well, you know, obviously there's the podcast app that comes that's with your what iPhone. I was going to kind of start with that because yeah. uh, the podcast app is, uh, you really can't resist it because that's the first, the app is there. When anybody gets their iPhone or iPad for the first time, that's the first, that's the first app's going to be installed. So that's the first app that everybody's going to look at. I mean, looking at trends of what people listen to when they're listening on, uh, to, to, any podcast, I mean, that's generally going to be the number one. The rest of them, I mean, there, I mean, there's a, I mean, I've got, uh, I put down here at least f- f- four or five others, like well, or three, I got six others, but I mean, there's, there, I didn't even list the, the, the my two top favorite ones besides. Uh, well, I, I'm not a huge fan of the podcast app for app. I'll be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it works great for people who are just want a simple way to be able to searching because the great thing about it is it's linked with iTunes, and that's where people get most of their traffic. I mean, I mean. Yeah, they're going to listen to the podcast on a website. You know, we obviously when we you listen to our our podcast, you can listen to it you know right from the player that's right there, um, as well as getting it from our feeds. Um, but the, the the podcast app that's there, and if anybody doesn't know what the what the term is of what a podcast app really is, it's an aggregator. It's you know it's 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 grabbing all of these episodes in one place instead of you going to a website and have to scroll through this long lengthy page. But people do do it. Um, so it 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 really allows you to be able to uh, aggregate all of those episodes in one place. Now I'll look at the list. In, uh, my all time favorite one beside uh, is, is is Downcast, and I've told you that mm-hmm. a million times. Right. I don't have it on our list here for this this episode, but we can add it. Um, but the reason why I like it is I th- I, I just I'm used to it, and I, and I like the way the interface is. I'm able to 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 control what can be downloaded. I'm able to download what I want. I'm able to stream it. So that, that again. You have the choices. I mean, that's what some people do. They want to download the episode so they don't have to be streaming it and taking up any of their cell data. So they download the episode. Uh, but I've got, I think the last I checked here and I was subscribing, I think I'm subscribed to uh, something like 82, 84 <laughs> different uh, podcasts. Do I listen to all 84 of them? No. But, no, but it feels good to have them all in your pocket there. <laughs> exactly. And I, I can glance at each one of them. I say, hey, oh, wow, this looks interesting. You know, I, I go anywhere from, I mean, the majority of it's on here for me because of my interest is technology, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I have some sports. I have some, uh, I have some things local to where I live in Chicago. Um, you know, and a lot of our friends who are in podcasting, you know, another interest might be eBay, uh, other interests like, uh, you know, all kinds of different podcasts. So that's really when you think about podcasting and aggregating all these in one place, that's what's nice. And then it, you can, you, you can choose, okay, yeah, it looks like something was, uh, uh, done today. So then, you know, when, when you, when you hear, get this episode in your feed with, for us, you'll see that it was, if you were to look at it uh, today or tomorrow, whenever we uh, publish, uh, it'll say it, it's, it was just published uh, today or, or tomorrow or the next day or wherever. So we're, what are some, what are some analog things that you could compare podcasting to? Like the first thing that comes to my mind is carrying on a Walkman. Yeah. You know, when we used to carry around Cassettes, a Walkman and you yeah. might have like a, a cassette case that you yeah. keep all your cassettes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, do you remember that? Oh, totally. I mean, <laughs> I was talking about a nitride radio when, uh, 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 this past week when I was on with Michael Plant. And yeah, we, we started talking about this and we'll be our next topic. I'll bring, bring that up in our next topic. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, that was the good old days. Well, I don't know. I mean, I look back and you know, I I, uh, I just saw the movie The Post, and uh, that was uh, oh, how was that? It was a very good movie, very good movie. And, and I love Tom Hanks. A, a lot of good history, and, and and you just look at how their technology was back in those days. I mean, the mm-hmm. typesetting, how they printed a newspaper. I mean, you got guys sitting in a print room and mm-hmm. they're putting the blocks uh, in and in, in making the, the front page with the images that are on 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 the metal when it. Uh, when it, when it goes to the printing press and everything was a typewriter and anybody who had to get a hold of anybody was on a landline phone with a rotary dial. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it just, I started looking at this, but I'm like, Oh my God, do I remember that stuff? When you have uh, kids, it really blows your mind. Yeah, you know, yeah, every time yeah. we travel and my kids see a payphone, yeah, they're like, like what's mommy, that? what's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well. They, didn't, they don't, they never grew up in that world. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's come a long way and that and that's what's great about us and having these smart devices um is being able to now listen to any of this stuff in one place when you had a when you had a walkman you had to have like you say i used to have that box of 15 i would carry around those cassettes and then i had like I, the fake leather yeah, case exactly. you know well, i had the plastic up one with a little gold pull, buckle and <laughs> i had the plastic one where you pulled it open i had now 15 cassettes and i always record them i mean i'm going back even further i used to have an open reel deck a real reel player so i would have those kind of analog uh, tapes too. And remember so. when you'd like, did you try to record stuff off the radio? I had a Panasonic oh, yeah, totally. tape recorder and we'd like stand there and I got really good at like <laughs> being able to press and click the buttons at the same time to get it just right to cut off the radio announcer, you oh, know? Well, see, I, I, was a, I was an AV geek surprisingly when I was in high school. Me too. Going, going back. I pushed around the TV cart when yeah. I was in junior high. I was like in no, the I AV the club. 16 millimeter projectors. <laughs> That's why we get along That's so well. That's right. So we, so we, uh, so I I did that, but then I I got to do uh, the sound and back in those days for one of the one of the dance groups for for high school and uh, uh-huh. uh, and back, again back in those days it wasn't like it is now where how we how, how, how do we how do we edit this podcast yeah when, how did I, how do we edit this this podcast we we you yeah. go in a garage band and we're we're doing our cuts well. I'm doing it on big open reel decks. You know, uh, this is sitting in a recording room in school, and I have these reel to reels. They're sitting on the, and each song is spliced together with a little uh-huh. leader, and that's the next the next song that comes up. And you have a blank spot between each, so you don't uh, play uh, play the music too quick too too soon. And and sitting in the room with the girls, and they say, ah, I want to cut it here, I want to cut it here, and then I got my my razor blade and <laughs> the tapes and <laughs> yep, I, just all together. I did all that know, stuff but and, cut, copy and paste mean in the literal oh, yeah, analog so, sense like i said talk to your talk to your 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 sons now and and, and tell them that, that stuff and they'd be like what are you talking about um yeah. so it, it just thinking about that the way technology has evolved i mean go back into with, with podcasts as our topic here yeah i mean uh I, anybody doesn't remember I, I used to listen to all the time if you remember the cbs radio mystery theater they used mm-hmm, to they, mm-hmm. every every uh, night i would listen to the cbs local cbs station here in chicago and they would always have it on at 10 30 night and it, it'd be uh eg marshall was the uh was the host and it would be a very eerie uh mystery type uh, show that they would have on and uh that's the kind of things that I would you, know, you want to record, be able to go back and listen to later. And back in those days, what would you do? Like you said, we'd put put our recorder next to the radio and mm-hmm. <laughs> and record it. Uh, so, but now and now you have all these podcasts that are out there, and and, and you do that. So, um, but like I said, the key word with all these all these apps are are they're called aggregators. And um, like I said, Downcast is my favorite. There's a number of others. Um, 
Over. You know that I like. I still like Castro. Yeah. I mean, listen to you talk about Downcast. I can always say the same things about Castro, and I know that Castro doesn't do video yet, but uh, I don't really right. exactly have that need. Sure. But it, that's just it. I think you have to find a an app for consuming them, and you have to kind of delve into it. And I've I've been serving my friends and family on on Facebook, and I've been getting lots of really great right. feedback yeah. from mostly my friends who know what podcasts are and listen to podcasts. I, I'm hoping as time goes on, I have, you know, I have about a month to prepare for this. So I, I'm hoping that as time goes on, my family and my non-techie friends will kind of weigh in and, and at least ask, well, what's a podcast or, you know, how do I get it? And one of my friends did say, is it like a radio show? And I said, yes, it's very yeah. much like a radio show. I think that's probably the closest that we can get to describing what it is, except that with radio, radio is live. You have to be there as it's happening you can't if they said something you can't rewind it you can't pause it if the kids are screaming in the back seat of the car so podcasting is something that you can listen to when you want to listen to it it's aggregated like you said um you can also curate it you can take the aggregates and then you curate those aggregates you can put them in the order that you want to listen to them you can subscribe or not subscribe you don't have to just to be able to listen to a podcast, you don't have to subscribe to it. You can listen to them one off to see if you like them. But then if it's something, hey, I want to listen to more of that and you want to see how regularly it's delivered, then you subscribe to it. And then right. it just always shows up in your feed, so to speak. Right. Um, so radio, I would say I would compare it to it's like radio in a magazine format. Because sure. magazines is what you would subscribe to. You would subscribe and a magazine would be delivered to your mailbox every month or every, you know, every so many weeks or whatever, or the newspaper, that's a subscription. Right. And so a lot of people kind of, they don't, they don't get how those work together. And that's how podcasting puts it together. It's like radio that you subscribe to that gets delivered to a device and you can listen to it whenever you want to listen to it. Um, well, let's go through, through some of the apps you, you did list here, radio.com. You want to tell us yeah. about there's, that one There's actually two. I should put this other one in here too that goes along with radio.com. Radio.com is a actually a website and there are radio stations that subscribe to that service. Uh, what the biggest ones are the CBS stations, um, and uh, you, there is an app, and you can, and that's the thing. You just you hit it up, hit it right in the head here with with radio. Uh, well, the, you can listen to radio stations, obviously streaming all over the world um, mm-hmm. on, online as well. So if you don't want to listen to a podcast, you you can you know, you know very well could listen to a radio station that's you know down the street, kind of like Pandora in a yeah, way, isn't kind it? of Pandora, yeah. And you can, you know, you. I've always was always interested in radio stations and what what the formats they were and what they what they played and you know some have uh, classic rock and some have top forty mm-hmm. and some you know and, and and every station was different you know I would I would travel to a different city and I would listen to the station oh my god this is a great station mm-hmm. now you now nowadays you can you could listen to it online and again these these uh, uh, apps aggregate radio stations for you and now of course. Each station is different. I mean, there's actually three big ones. This is Radio.com. We'll have the other two in the show notes, too. Is uh, TuneIn Radio is is my other fi- all-time favorite. The nice thing about TuneIn Radio is it does have some podcasters that are that also are part of the subscription. And you can pay for, for a, 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 an added subscription. They have things like the NFL and, and, and Major League Baseball and things like that on that app. So you have that one. And then, um, and then iHeartRadio is another one. I mean, those three are probably the three. If you ever wanted to make sure you got all of the radio stations that are available to you, those are probably my top three when it comes to radio. But the nice thing, like, like I said, with, with TuneIn is they ha- also have podcasters that are subscribed to that as well. Um, and, uh, radio.com and others also have recorded, uh, uh, sessions. If something was was broadcasted on the radio you can go back and listen to it as they, they may record it as a podcast um so that's mm, okay. why i brought so that kind up of like npr i mean that's yeah. see that's the thing i don't listen to a lot of radio you know radio news shows like i yeah. i kind of have a habit like in the morning when i drop off the kids i might turn on the radio and listen to npr just just because that's what i like for news i mean that's what i what i get that's local here and i'll listen to that for a little bit like that'll be a couple minutes of right. my morning routine Um, so that's the only time I would ever listen to the radio, but I've kind of stopped doing that a little bit too now because I've, I've been, I just want to listen to more podcasts and I I want to get more of that information. Um, this would probably be a good time to bring up 
the new Siri podcast feature. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, there are so many other podcast apps. So we can't spend all the time in the world. We will have them in the show notes, so you won't uh, don't don't despair. There are some others. Uh, I'll just mention one more that was my second favorite, which is iCatcher. I used to use that one all the time, uh, but mm. but Doncast mm-hmm. took me over. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what what Apple just added uh, with Siri. Um, and uh, I don't want to necessarily say the H word, but you know when you when you call Siri out, you actually can go out and say, uh, "Hey, hey, hey, phone, hey, phone lady, <laughs> hey, phone lady, what what is the news today?" And then and then it'll come back and say, "Well, here's the latest news from NPR." Or if you prefer saying, "Hey, lady, switch to, you can Fox, change it news to Fox News or, or Washington CNN, Post, Washington Post." If it's part of the podcast app and it relates to news. It, it will play it for you right off the bat. And what it basically does is it, that's the thing with the, with the podcast app from, um, um, from Apple, it's built in. So it can go right out to those, those feeds without even you even being subscribed. And so I, I think that's something you're really going to see happening. And I'm sure now with the home pod, that's uh, very much pending to be released here soon. I'm looking forward to, to, to at least looking at it, I am not going to buy it. And I will hundred percent tell you I'm not buying the home pod, but uh, that's going to be here to hear folks. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, but then that's what, what the, the, what the Amazon echo does and what the Google home does. So they, they all are, are fighting for your, for your, uh, your virtual uh, speaking to talk in that. So yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes with the article from uh, Mac rumors that, uh, that talked about this. It's in iOS 11.2.2. So they released it before they were originally were only gonna, they were going to release it with the beta that's coming out uh, the next, the next version, which is 11.2.5, but they decided to release it early, which was kind of surprising. Apple usually doesn't do that. So, but yeah, check that out. Cause uh, that's what people do. I mean, and, and it links with podcasts and then also it, it also link with the news app. I mean, the news app is another app that you can you do for for actually reading uh, news, but uh, it's more more of the audio based with podcasting. So, um, but yeah. Oh. So you can't imagine yourself with a digital assistant in your home that you yell at or or speak no, nicely now. to to give you the news. <laughs> no, I do it now. No. Right. I I was gonna say. I mean, I do it with my phone. So yeah. I, I can't say that I will never get a HomePod. I mean, it'll be a long, long time if I right. do, unless I hit the lottery or something. It's not one of those financially things, you know, that I need. But I have to say, for the longest time, I kept thinking to myself, I just, you know, we have a small house and we have little kids, so sure. my needs are really different. It's not very quiet here most of the time, so right. it's just not one of those those opportunities where I can you know, say a command and ask a device to order new, you know, laundry pods for me or oh. new puppy food or something like that. I just don't really have that need. But I do talk to my phone a lot when I'm in the car and, sure. and the, the time that I am at home when the kids are in school. So I kind of can see how having a digital assistant is is really helpful. But I already have it built in, into my phone. Um, the only way that I can sort of kind of imagine it is if there are times when I use my Apple TV as a podcast player. So yep. I have the podcast app on my Apple TV and yep. occasionally, like I said, I have a small house so I can get away with this. A lot of people who have, you know, multi houses, you can, if you use the speaker system, if you have it, if you have it rigged in such a way, we should probably elaborate that on, on another episode sometime. Mm-hmm. If you have it uh, rigged in such a way, you can have the speakers play from room to room based on just having Apple TVs in different rooms. So that is possible. You could use your Apple TV as like a, a hub yep. to, to play that kind of stuff. Um, again, it's just, I, there's, it has to be how you like, um, your personal preference. I like to hear that in my ears, like in my ear holes, I don't want it broadcasting throughout the whole entire sure. house. I think it would probably drive the dog nuts after a while. So I usually have like an earbud in or something to listen to podcasts. It's just, it's just how I roll. Um, occasionally I listen to podcasts in the car on the, I just don't anymore. Cause it, it just, again, I don't, it's just the way that I've done it. In the past, I used to listen, you know, plug something into the car where it would play it through the speakers. I have a really old car, so I have to kind of 
you know, finagle it somehow with a with a device that plugs in, and it's usually an FM transmitter. But then you have to deal with the radio stations and all that kind of stuff, so it's kind of a hassle. So I've just gotten gotten used to just having one earpod or one. I have my my earpiece in my ear, and but when the kids would listen to it, you know, as they were little, like when they were really little, I could listen to adult content, and I didn't worry as much about. It. And then as they got sure. older and their ears, you know, developed, and they would just kind of tune it out. You know, just kind of go into a a trance and just be, you know, be bopping in the back seat and let me listen to my, my podcast. Um, but anymore now I just listen to it in, in my ear. So I can't imagine just having it like on speakers, but I know some people who use like a Sonos yep. or they use an Amazon product and they, they play podcasts through the speakers that way. Yep. So there's something to be said for calling out to a device and saying, I want to hear the news deliver it to me from this source and tell me what's going on in the world. And there's, you know, other, if there's a well-known podcast name, like, like in touch with iOS, you could tell them, Hey, I want to hear what Dave and Melissa are up to and and play that and just have it play for you completely hands-free and you don't have to do anything. Um, But back to the apps a little bit, you know, it's nice to be able to curate them in the order that you want to hear them and see them in and so we'll we'll keep delving into this in future episodes and maybe we'll maybe we'll highlight or feature like a certain app or something. And we'll just pick it apart because that's really the thing. I mean, we've settled on our kind of our respective favorites, right. but there's so many other apps out there and there's reasons for why our favorites are our favorites. But I still want people to know what other options are out there. So, for example, I'll just touch on, on one one of the feedback that I got was from Overcast. Now, you like Downcast. I like Castro. A lot of people, Overcast seems to be like, you know, a yep. good third runner. A lot of people like that. And that one is, it's nice because it's free to try or you can you can listen to it as long as you want. And it's it's supported by ads. But then you can pay a subscription fee. It's like, you know, around 10 bucks a month to get rid of the ads. But the nice thing that I was told about the ads and can you I don't know if you can vouch for this, too, because I haven't seen it firsthand. But some of the ads are featuring other podcasts. Right. So it could be that Overcast is a really great one. Maybe if it's not the feature set that you like, but for discoverability. So if you're new to podcasts and you want to discover podcasts, if you don't already have some in mind, that might be a good resource for you to jump into because then it'll get you, it'll get those in front of your eyeballs. Like those, those, maybe those shows that, that wouldn't have been pitched to you otherwise. So that's something else to consider for your consideration. So actually, actually okay. uh, just uh, on overcast, I am a subscriber. It's the overcast premium. It's only 10 bucks mm-hmm. a year. Oh, I thought it was a month. Okay. I read oh, that wrong. My a gosh, year yeah. for the whole year. You for get the it. whole year. Nine ninety nine. Oh, that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they, they, they give a good deal. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that, that's, uh, that's definitely a good deal. Uh, some of these apps are not, are free and some of them do cost. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, there, there's, there's just so many of them out there and, and I, I like, uh, Overcast and then Pocket Cast is another one I have listed in our show notes as well. As another yep, one that was another good. one that people fed back on that yeah. they liked. Um, so. And I think there's reasons for them. You definitely want to, as you're looking at these in the app store and trying to consider, the thing that I look for is how often is it updated? Right. Because I have tried some that I just won't list here, but there's some that I tried and I, thought, oh, I heard of it and I look into it and it turns out like it's been abandoned right. or it just hasn't been updated in so long and it's buggy and things don't sync properly. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason why. So. That's so. just got something to, to look out for. Look for something that's updated regularly. That's something we should probably delve into in a future episode is how to evaluate an app, you know, where to yeah. look in the app store, because that's different now. You've got to kind of oh, yeah. hunt for some of the information. So that's something to think about if, if you don't know already to look at that. So let's uh, um, want to go through a couple of the little articles that you have here. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll get into that uh, second topic, which mm-hmm. probably is going to be a, <laughs> a good yeah. one. Um, the uh, uh, Apple did uh, seed out the sixth beta of iOS uh, 11.2.5 to developers and public beta testers. So again, we've always told you to steer clear of a beta test. If you don't want to expect to have lots of problems and issues, Um Looks like they're just more, more. They're adding some more stability, and uh, they're also looking at some adding some updates to related to the to HomePod uh, stuff. That's updating CarPlay for those of you who have CarPlay in your car for uh, playing your uh, iOS device. 
not nothing has really been clear yet of what new features, if any, will be actually included in 11.2.5. I would venture to say it's probably going to be more of a lot of bug fixes and uh, that, you know, making it even more stable. Because whenever Apple releases the next next big version, they would you know they would go. Uh, the dot three would might be a big a big update, but then of course you know we're, we get towards the middle of the year June. You know they'll, they'll already be starting to talk about iOS twelve, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which hasn't even been discussed yet. So, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's just always interesting interesting to see uh, what uh, what Apple does with beta testing. But we have that in the show notes. Uh, and then the other uh, the other article I did I did that caught my eye was um, there was an innocent link that uh, could cause some big problems, and this has happened before. It, what it basically was was another strange bug that they found. Like when uh, when you would uh, click a certain URL of the link that's in messages, and that's this seems to have happened before. I seem to recall this. Yeah, uh, that's why I said again. Yeah, <laughs> is this? Would you classify this as a Trojan horse? Uh, more, it, I don't know because it's you know unlike in the Windows world when you were to click a link, you, you would you would your machine would be pretty much hosed. At least mm-hmm. these devices, even other than that it's, it is causing some problems with messaging. Um, you obviously. Uh, you need to. It, what it basically does is it, it causes the device to maybe crash, um, it may even restart. Could could cause some other issues. Uh, but is this just like you know something that kids do and like, haha, look what I can do! I made your phone crash. Like yeah. that kind of a yeah. It, it, mm. it, it, it's it. What it was called? It was the. Uh, it was uncovered by somebody on Twitter. It's called Chai OS, which uh, an issue which was caused by what it looks like is an innocent. What is that? GitHub, which is a. Uh, a site that has a lot of different types of software um, and then mm. sending, receiving it on a device running a Mac OS or iOS kind of causes a whole host of uh, they call frustrating problems. Uh, mm. Again, the reason why I brought this up is, and I think everybody should know this, be aware of what you're clicking. Don't, don't click links. If someone sends you a link and it, it, if it seems, it seems uh, kind of strange, delete the message. Don't, don't, don't mess with it. Uh, and, and just be careful out there, because uh, you know there there are some some bad people out there who like to to cause havoc um, on uh, on your device. So I think it's all really much I wanted to say on that on that. So I think we should. Well, go- I will. Go I will use that as a segue and uh, say that there's a reason why parents need to help their kids navigate the digital world and these iOS devices because right. that particular uh news story that you just shared with us is something that i could see a lot of teenagers falling victim to you know their their kids their prefrontal cortexes are not developed and they're impulsive and they'll want to click on things and tap on things and oh who's this this is from a friend or maybe this is someone i want to impress so i better probably answer their text uh so you know there's there's reasons for why parents still need to guide their children on this. So our, our next main topic for the other half of the show is <laughs> what I like to call, should Apple be your nanny? <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of news about this. You said you talked about it on another podcast. Uh, yep. Last night at my local mug, I was a little put on the spotlight because I'm the mommy. So, hey, what do you think about this? And I had a little bit of a rant on my Instagram feed. I was I was frustrated after reading that long letter that was sent to Apple from Jana Partners. That's what we're talking about here. Yep. There was a, a big, long letter kind of, you know, scathing, you know, pointing the finger at Apple that basically blaming Apple for making their devices addictive and, you know, just, oh, they're, we just can't put them <laughs> down. And, you know, Apple, you should really do something about this. You have an opportunity and a responsibility to the youth that use your devices. And you really should build in some some features at the top level that, that say, uh-uh-uh, how old are you again? You know, and, and all these switches and things. And so, you know, I've been talking to some colleagues about this. Um, I've been talking to some other parents and some experts in the field, actually. And I've been reading lots of articles. And of course, I have my own opinions. And I had some of my own biases going into this. But then when I read the letter, I read every letter of it, literally, um, my biases still remained. There's a couple of things that jumped out of me that I, you know, you have to think critically about this. You know, the, the claims that they're making, what claims are they are they making? And of course, in the letter, and we have a link to it, there's lots, there's been lots of links to it, and we'll relink to it, and you can read it for yourself. Um, but it it basically say, I would say in a nutshell, is they're they are investors. There's there's probably a, a bit of a money trail that we have to follow here. The they are saying that 
Apple should be more responsible for the health and well-being of the people who use their devices and do something to basically be a nanny, like basically be like a gatekeeper of decision making. And I and a lot of my colleagues and a lot of parents that I talk to and, and, and experts in the field kind of take issue with this. That, um, And this is something I didn't tell you about pre-show, but I was going to ask you, have you watched the Black Mirror series on Netflix? I have not. Are, are you familiar with that? I am not. I I highly recommend it. And there is an episode and I wanted to, I will put this in the show notes. I want to say it's called Archangel or something like that. But every time I think about this subject, because I just watched it, so it's fresh on my mind. Um, there's a series of, I, I want to say there's four, I think there's four seasons and there's probably like around seven or eight episodes per season. So Black Mirror is a futuristic, um, dark drama, if you will. And it basically delves into what would life be like each, each of these episodes, what would life be like if technology were used in this way? And, you know, it's kind of futuristic and it, it kind of touches on some of the stuff that we have now, but like kind of really tweaked up a notch, you know, people that have like ocular implants. And, um, one, one episode was all about, um, arranged dating that you basically would be assigned to a partner to go on a date and you'd have this little pod that you carry around, you know, a device, every, everything in, in most all of the episodes is centered around some kind of device, something that we carry around or that we attach some kind of wearable. And it's, it's, it's got us basically connected to the, the wide web and in all these ways. Um, and this one episode was about dating and how, you know, basically you were given a set amount of time to date a person. And then when the time was up, you parted ways and then you went on to the next, you know, it was like, you know, speed dating, but with an internet online device technology kind of twist. And then the one that really makes me think about this parenting thing is the one that was about surveillance. It was about there, uh, it was about a, a, a mom, a single mom who had had a child and this, you know, you, you look at these things and it takes place sometime in the future, but you don't know when or right. or maybe it's set to feel like it's in the future, but it's actually happening now. And it's a single mom who has this daughter and the daughter goes running after a kitten and she goes missing. And um, so spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know all about it, I, I won't try to spoil it too much. But basically she gets an app and a tablet and she she installs it on her kid and she basically surveils her kid. And so the episode is all about what could happen if like I've always joked about this and I'm half serious, but I'm half joking. There are times when you're a parent and you have children, like even my dog, I just, my dog just got spayed and we had her microchipped and I joke and I say, if I could microchip my kids, I probably would. (laughs) Um, The closest I can get is giving them a device so that I can track their location. But it is really, really scary. I mean, this is a huge responsibility and kids can go off and it's not like, like we were talking about at the top of the show. It's not like when we were kids, when right. we could just record stuff on cassette players, it's not that way anymore. There aren't pay phones everywhere. And even though there are cell phones everywhere, it's still not the same thing. You cannot give a child a quarter and say, good luck, you know, right. and, and come back when the, when the, when the streetlights come on, it's just not that way anymore. And so more and more, you know, parents, we kind of get, we get built up and we get a lot more paranoid. And so it is interesting to entertain the idea of surveilling your child of, you know, trying to track them somehow so that you can see where they're going to be when, when they're going to be there. Um, we're running into an issue. That's why I wanted to bring this up is because I have an 11 year old. Now that sounds really young. I think I read somewhere that the average age of, of a child these days getting a cell phone is 10, you know, so I have a late bloomer by those standards, but, um, we are on the brink of giving our child a cell phone to take to school because more and more we keep running into, you know, he's getting more independent. He's starting to be more involved in after school activities. And sometimes those activities change or, you know, we were told to meet him at one place, but really we need to meet him somewhere else. And so somebody's, you know, stuck waiting there. So just for the sheer, not even just for the convenience, but for the safety, for the efficiency, it's starting to really tug on us. And it's not like he's begging us. Like he's not one of those kids like, can I have an iPhone? Can I have an iPhone? Because he's already had an iPod. He's he's grown up with this since he was a child. So he's it. I call it, you know, like the tractor kind of like, you know, if you if you've been a kid and you if you were raised on a farm and you drove a tractor, even if you drove like your your parents riding lawnmower or something, 
you've had some experience driving some kind of vehicle. So by the time it's time for you to drive an automobile, a car out on the street, you had just a little bit more experience than kids who have never gotten behind a steering wheel, like not even played with their parents in the driveway. You know what I mean? So there's, there's this kind of like tractor before the car experience. It's like an iPod before the iPhone experience. And my kids have grown up with that. And I've, I purposely and intentionally and thoughtfully, at least I hope so, expose them to these things so that when they do have a phone, I'm hoping that they'll have that experience and they'll have a little bit better sense of making decisions versus a kid who, Hey, Merry Christmas, happy birthday, happy Hanukkah, here's a phone, you know, like yeah. with no thought behind it that, oh, here's your phone. Oh, you don't even wait, you don't even have an email address. You don't know how to text, you know, there. But that's what's happening. There are parents out there that are giving kids these devices without really a lot of forethought because they haven't really prioritized it in their lives. So um, it's just something that I want to be talking about and I want to be bringing up. But I still don't think that Apple needs to be your nanny. I don't think that Apple needs to have so much control because just just from experience, just from setting up, say, a Mac, just from setting up a computer for my kids, the parental control, it's not that they're bad. It's just that there's there are so many toggles and switches that you can switch on that will actually prevent you from using the computer at all. Like if you go and you say, okay, the kids can only go to these websites that have been whitelisted for, you know, that these are considered safe websites, you go and you sit down and it's like, um, Dropbox alone will try to throw up, you know, 17 different sites because there's all these, this is just an example and I'm, I'm, you know, embellishing a little bit, but there are, there are services and sites that the kids these days need to log into even just for school, let alone, services like Evernote and Dropbox and iCloud and all these things where there are other websites that need to open up behind the scenes. If you ever want to find out just how much is going on, if you ever really want to get creeped out, turn on parental controls and just completely, you know, be explicit about what you're allowed to actually access. And you will see how many times you have to enter in that parent password. And it's just maddening. So I have a problem with switches and toggles and things that are just being completely turned off at the top level. I want the granular control. I want, I want what is there right now. You know, we have, um, guided access. That's something that I use. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, there are already, there are already tools that are set up in iOS right now, even, you know, since older versions. I mean, I've told you before, my kids have older devices and even the parental controls that are in there are still pretty good. Um, there are certain things that I would like to see, like, yeah, maybe I would like a, the ability to be able to disable YouTube, you know, a better way to disable YouTube just temporarily, you know, like I just, I don't want my child watching that unsupervised for long periods of time. Sure. Don't install the app, right? That's one way. Or, you know, you can restrict that app. You can, again, you can turn on restrictions by age, but then they can't use certain apps that are rated adult that aren't really not necessarily harm, harm, um, harmful to kids, I don't think. But then, you know, you're talking about like the whole browser. You can't use the browser or, you know, I want my children to be able to have access to YouTube. There are things I want them to be able to watch. They need it for school. There's there's so many times where we're doing like a science fair project and we need to be able to watch instructional videos and things like that. Right. I don't want to completely deny their access. And that's what what scares me about and why I think about things like dark, you know, black mirror and this arc, you know, archangel surveying your, your child thing. If you put so many filters and you throw so many toggle switches to the off position or just completely deny access, you're going to create a world for your kids where they won't be able to make good decisions. They won't be able to know how to make choices. They won't know how to interact with things the way that they should. Um, in the episode, if, if you ever watch it, there's there's basically something that happens. I don't want to give too much of it away, but there's something that happens where the mom flips a switch in this interface and she doesn't give it a second thought. And that a lot of parents are like that. They'll, okay, I'll just turn this on and, and it'll be good. And I won't have to think about it. It'll do my parenting for me. And you'll as as you see in the episode what happens is the the child is so filtered to the point where she doesn't know how to react appropriately to certain stimuli i'll just leave it at that but there's just there's something bad that can happen 
when you have too much control and not enough of a balance. And it just felt like in this letter that they were asking for more and more and more control and that, oh, well, they were going to be behind it. You know, they were going to invest in it and that they, you know, yeah, I agree with, you know, Apple's doing lots and lots of research in the health, in the health uh, spectrum. I mean, look at what they're doing with health kit. It's not like they're not invested. It's not like they don't care about the health of the users, the people who who buy their products. Of course they care about the health. Why why would they be doing health kit? So, yeah, there are there are features that they could be rolling out that help us see, you know, how long we've spent on certain apps, but I mean, there's got to be some personal responsibility here. You can't just you can't just ask a company like Apple to say, "Okay, give me these I just want a big radio button. I just want to click that button that turns everything off. I just want my kid to have access to these things and these things alone and filter everything else out. The kid's not going to be able to make decisions appropriately right. is, is what my fear is. So that's what I wanted to say about it. Um, I have a couple of links that I'll put in the show notes. Um, there is a book that I highly recommend. It's called ScreenWise, Helping Kids Thrive and Survive in Their Digital World. It's written by Devorah Heitner. And I'm actually enrolled in her PhoneWise bootcamp right now because, like I said, we are you know on the brink of giving our child a, a cell phone and sending him to school with a cell phone. And we want him to be responsible for it. It's a it's a really wonderful thing. It's, you know, a group of parents that get together. There's weekly calls, there's worksheets, there's, you know, I can I can hear it right now. I can hear the eyes rolling <laughs> from some parents. They're like, oh, that's just too much work. You know, and it is work. You know, when you give your child the keys to a car, they need to learn how to learn the rules of the road. They need to learn how to not do not only do they need to learn how to operate the mechanical device that an automobile is. They need to learn how to drive on the road and how to use turn signals and how to obey traffic signals and etiquette and all kinds of things. It's really no different when you give them a device. So why wouldn't you be putting as much effort into it to send them to if you're going to send them to driving school, if you're going to have to spend you know hours with them on the road logging driving time, it should be the same with a digital device in my opinion. So and that's what we've been doing. And so I really highly recommend um, reading a book on it, um, going to her website. It's called Raising Digital Natives. And she has a blog where she posts, you know, helpful articles and writes about it. She goes and speaks to parent parent groups and schools all across the country. She's actually close to, to you, Dave, and um, yeah. in the Midwest there. And uh, yeah, lots, lots of Fantastic resources. I wanted to I want to plug that and link to that in our show notes. So go check go check that out if you have any questions about it. Um, sorry, this was my rant no. on parenting oh. in the digital age. Um, I'm very passionate about it. If you couldn't tell, and I our, just have a yeah. lot of thoughts about it. Well, what, I, what are your thoughts about it, Dave? I know yeah, you what, talked about it a little bit at length. Yeah, I did talk about it on iChart Radio with Michael Pont. If you want to hear uh, that episode, uh, go listen to the, this this past week's uh, episode. Uh, Couple comments I'll make in relates to what the, this this letter was, as far as what they're looking for to control. Everybody is addicted to their smartphones. Let's face it. I am. I look at I look at social media every day. I look at my phone every day. There isn't a day I go by that doesn't that doesn't. I don't look at my phone. But what to say that that you don't have children that are addicted to to, to games? You know, playing video games. You know, play PlayStation board and your Nintendo. Your your Xbox. I mean, I mean, they get addicted to that too. It just really comes and boils down to, I mean, again, I don't have kids, so I can't comment as personal experience, but um, there are just places that I think the parents have to be held responsible sometimes if this is such an issue that we need to, to, to look at, okay, are they using these devices too much? I mean, there isn't a day that goes by. I look around and walking, walking the streets. You see somebody looking down at their smartphone. Let's face it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's, but it's the, adults too. They're adults, modeling adults the behavior children. for the kids, right? Exactly. So it's it's adults as well as children. I mean, it, it, the teenagers are that that's that's they that's all they know. So I mean, and, and I don't want to go down to too much other comment to relate to that, but just yeah, I just I, I don't understand how they think that Apple's going to come up with something that uh, is going to help this uh, this potential what they call issue uh, out. I think because it's going to cause, I, I, I don't know, I hope I'm proven wrong, but at this point in time in the juncture, I feel like it could, it has the potential to cause more problems than it solves. 
And I just feel like there's just too much, too much asking for too much control. Like, just let us do what we need to do. We just need more education. There already are controls in place. We need to learn how to use those controls better. And then maybe we can come up with some more fine tuning. But I don't think enough people have given enough thought to the controls that are already on there. Right. I, I see so many kids and I, I personally, I don't like to use the word addiction. I think that's a very strong word yep. and I'm very sensitive to tech shaming. <laughs> I think tech okay. shaming is really hurtful and harmful and wrong. Um, I will defend, I'm very defensive. I'm, I'm unapologetic when it comes to that. I think that there's a time and a place for technology and I think too many people, and I'm not picking on you personally, but I think no. a lot of people are just want to, they want to use the A word and say, oh, it's an addiction. So we have to solve it. It's a problem. I, I don't see it always that way. I don't, I don't want to just paint it with such a broad, but a broad brush that everything is an addiction. Right. I think that there is a level of appropriateness that maybe isn't explored. I think that people are too quick to shame people, you know, like they're, somebody was telling me the other day that, you know, oh, how sad was it that they saw a family driving in a car and all the kids had their heads bearing it in their devices. And they immediately just thought that that was a sad state of affairs. And I will tell you, you know, that my family and I do long, extensive road trips. And there are times when Yes, you need to give the children some devices. I have a child who has car sickness. You know, there are times when he needs to chill out and and play a game or or something yeah. silly. I mean, they 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 play air hockey on a on an iPad. There are plenty of things, but you know, why don't we replace if you if you were to say, okay, look at that family driving down the road. Isn't it so sad? Those children, those poor children. Look at their little noses buried in those books. Oh my goodness. Or, you know, look at look at those people on the subway reading those newspapers. Oh, for shame. How dare they? They're yeah. not paying attention to their world. Isn't that so sad, Dave? <laughs> you know, it's like just replace it. It and and think about what you're saying just because it's a backlit display, just because it's a device doesn't necessarily mean it's such a terrible thing. You know, what if the child is reading a book on a Kindle? What if a child is reading a book on an iPad? It's just because it's a backlit display. It's still a book. They're still they're still engaged. They're still educating. They're still feeding their little minds a lot yeah. more than than some people are. So I just caution people to think before you judge Absolutely. about kids and their tech. And it's not all terrible. Nope. All right, we've been on our bandwagon for a bit on here with this topic. Let's uh, reel me in. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's the remaining minutes we have left here. Let's uh, hit up on some of the uh, cool gear we found. Um, I'll start. Uh, I uh, uh, I had a, a, a Apple gift card, so I had to burn on a hole in my pocket. So I had to find a really nice uh, device to, to purchase with it. It wasn't that much money, but uh, I did find. Uh, I, I you know the wireless wireless charging is becoming the big thing now, and you have an iPhone eight. Uh, now mm-hmm. yep. plus uh, and apple sells this at their apple store it's the belkin boost up uh, wireless charging pad and and actually is a pretty, pretty gosh darn good charging uh, device it, it's a it's a it's a nice nice round uh, disc that just sits on your desk or uh, any place you want uh, it's got a, a power plug that it plugs into and you just plop it right on there and it starts charging and it's and it's all wireless i mean well I guess people, when they think it's, is it wireless? Well, it still has to be plugged in, right? <laughs> it's still plugged into but a wire. Right? It really is wireless because you don't have to fumble around getting your lightning cable and plugging it into the jack to, to get it to charge. So, mm-hmm. um, and the cute uh, is the, the, uh, the charging is, is actually uh, very fast, which is nice. Uh, it's the Qi charge uh, uh, technology, which is, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that Apple decided, and we've talked about this before, is they, I'm thrilled that they've, gone to this universal technology and I think it's going to become They've embraced even, the standard. Now that Apple's on board, I think it's just going to be a complete standard across the board because I'm starting to see other manufacturers come on board with the G technology as well. So um, yeah, it's uh, $59.95 at the Apple store. Uh, it's, it's in white and it's, uh, you know, blends in. It's nice. It, it just 
it just does its work and it's uh, why do you suppose they're circular like the device is actually rectangular well because i, I think because it's a disc they want it to be able to lay flat on on the uh, mm. uh, uh for the device but just like mm. you, that I, the, uh, apple did uh, uh show their their charging pad that's supposed to be coming out later this year is more of an oval shape because it's also mm-hmm. going to be able to charge the series three watch apple watch Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be able to charge all your devices across the board. So, um, but I mean, if you're looking for a quick, a, a nice device that sits uh, nicely on your desk, I think it's a, it's a, it's a decent buy, and you know, it's a, not too terribly expensive. Hmm. And you had a nice. you had a device too. Yeah, actually, we got a we actually got some feedback. Believe it or not, you can actually go to our website at InTouch and we uh, I didn't even see <laughs> and there's a contact page, and you can actually write to us and and send requests. And uh, I mentioned in our last episode that I had gotten a new case and I had also gotten a ring that goes on that case. It's a it's a magnetic it's a you know, it's an adhesive ring that's that sticks onto the case with an adhesive. But then it also has a mount that goes into the car's vent and then it's magnetic. So you just stick it on there and it's, it's just a magnet. And so someone asked me what that was. And so I wanted to link to that. Right, so um, I see the message came in uh, last night. Uh, thank you for the feedback. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that coming. Um, yeah. So I have a link to that in the show notes and it shows some pictures of what it looks like. And uh, I really, I just love it. I just really love it. I love that it's, it's like a kickstand. You can rotate it, set the phone down. It's so nice to be able to pick it up and not feel like I'm going to drop it. And then when I get in my car, I just use the the magnetic plate. I just flip up the ring and stick it on the plate and away I go. So I'm, all, I'm almost training myself to get used to this whole Chi wireless charging <laughs> stuff. You're in the world <laughs> I now. I still like my cable, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you also had an app. Since we got a couple more minutes, you could squeeze in and uh, tell us about this app. Yeah, so along with the whole theme of parenting and, you know, you be your own nanny. You know, parent your own children. Don't don't make Apple and all these big tech companies do it for you. Trust me, you're going to want it your way. And one of the tools that you can use to do that is an app called iAllowance. You'll probably hear me say it over and over again because it's just it's an app that I live in. So I have to I have to promote it. I, I really love it. It's called iAllowance. And if you think about what that might be, it is. It's, it's an allowance app to help you teach your kids about money management, about time management. So one of the ways that we're using it to mentor over monitoring our children, you know, we're in control of our own parental controls with our children. Uh, we use this app to help track the kids' contributions. Um, I try not to call them chores. They're actually contributions that the children make to the household, whether it's taking out the trash or picking up after the dog or vacuuming the carpet. They get um, time. You know, we, we started out with money. You can use money. I do use that part of it. You can have like little separate banks and one of the banks can be a money bank. And so for example, every time they get an iTunes gift card or any kind of gift card or cash or, you know, birth day money, Christmas, that sort of thing. I tally it up in there and I keep track of it and you can email yourself reports and you can synchronize it. So this is now synchronized between mine and my husband's phone. So whenever the kids uh, do something, we give them a check mark, you know, for completing that contribution, whether it's laundry or whatever. And then that just builds up and builds up and they get a bank. And the way that we are doing it now is we are building up a bank of time so they can use that for free choice, whatever they want to do with that time. Now, a lot of times it's screen time because now that we're back to school, you know, we had this nice long winter break. And now that they're back to school, you know, they're so their brains are like churning on academics and they're, mm-hmm. they're just constantly doing stuff that, you know, might not be as much fun for them. And then they have ex- after school activities. So lately they've been wanting to spend their time on screen time. And so I have a little award that I can give them for, for when they've done a good job and I can reward them That's from uh, some screen time. And uh, I actually, the, I've actually worked with the developer on this a, a long time ago. I'm kind of proud of this. Um, whenever the kids earn something, I helped him uh, with the sounds. Let's see, do I have it muted? I can, I can play one for you whenever a child gets an award. They get, ta-da! <laughs> and if they've misbehaved, they get a. 
was gonna be that. There, that was, yeah. There's a sound like that in there too. So, uh, yeah, there's different sounds that you can customize, and I, I love the kind of Pavlovian aspect of it because all I have to do is whip out the phone, or all the dad has to do is like, you know, I'm gonna. Oh, she's got the phone. I, I better behave. I'll do it. I'll do it, mommy. <laughs> So that's that's a parenting uh, tool that we use that happens to be a really great app that I really love and I love bragging about it. So I will uh, keep reviewing that because it's something that I think it's really important. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's put a bow on it. So thanks for listening and we hope you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher some of the ones that we mentioned and show your friends how to look for us in iTunes. We're also on Stitcher and in the Google Play Store. We look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Melissa Davis and you can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy. And I am Dave Ginsburg and I am on Twitter at DaveG65. Stay tuned and subscribe for future episodes and thanks for listening.